This week on episode 108 of the Odd Dad Out podcast, I know I missed last week. Between kindergarten graduation, my brother being in town, and other family events, I just didn't have the time to record. This week on episode 108, I'll explain why it was I didn't do the show last week. Uh, long story short, between kindergarten graduation, my brother in town, and other family stuff, I just didn't have the time. And then this weekend, all of that fun just turned to crap on a dime. More on that later. And in the news, I've got a 15-minute marriage, skipping work to be a god, and some very adult puppets getting in trouble with their friendlier cousins. The jackass of the week goes to a plastic surgeon who needs to spend some time behind bars instead of in front of a camera. And finally, in recommended listening, it's time to get our conspiracy on with Hysteria 51. Evening Hot Dad Out Podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Welcome to the Odd Dead Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host as always, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dead Out, and thank you very much for joining me. If you are new to the show, here's what I do. I, I tell you some weird stuff going on in my life, my little rants and ramblings, and what's been described as personal journaling. I make fun of some weird news stuff, and I give you a podcast that I think you should check out. All of this, of course, you can find at odddadoutpodcast.com or check me out on Facebook and Twitter and all those other places at odddadout. I don't know why I decided to throw that at the beginning of the show, but I just decided, you know what, half the time a lot of you probably check out as soon as you hear the music start again. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so, like I always say... How are you? <laughs> that that's yeah. That has replaced my my old sharing is caring, I think. Just cuz I like I said I don't know how to start the show. That's just what I do. So, like I said, long story short, I just had a really busy last week. Uh my number 2 son, our little monster, had kindergarten graduation. Which, I'm just going to say this right now. The fuck kindergarten graduation. When I was in kindergarten, yes, I realized this was 20 years ago. Let's just say it was in the high 20 years ago. We didn't have kindergarten graduation. You had the last day of school, and then you had the first day of school at the beginning of next year. And that beginning of next year was like mid-September, not the first week of August. School district assholes, motherfuckers. Anyway... Kindergarten graduation. My son actually had a cap and gown for kindergarten graduation. The hell is that? that they, uh, why Why do we have to do this so many times? And I, they did the exact same thing because his school, my boy's school goes from pre-K and they actually have a middle school attached. So you basically are pre-K through eighth grade on the same campus. There's like a separate building for the middle school on, but it's the same campus. And then they do eighth grade graduation, same thing, cap and gown and all that stuff. I'm like, not necessary. You get like, you should have two caps and gowns in your, in your educational career officially. And I'm not going to count like, oh, multiple degrees in college. No, you should have high school graduation, college graduation. That's it. That's your caps and gowns. Now, if you have multiple degrees in college and you, you know, you graduated multiple times. And I, in theory, if you go for a, an advanced degree, yeah, you're going to graduate a few times, but still you're, and you're probably going to wear the same one unless, you know, jump schools a lot or whatever, but you're not, you don't need a kindergarten cap and gown. You don't need an eighth grade cap and gown. Just put on a nice dress shirt and some black pants and nice shiny shoes. Maybe a clip on tie because come on, it's kindergarten. But that's not, all that stuff's not necessary. And they did all, you know, and it's kindergarten. And so they have, you know, musical numbers and they have the kids all singing and, and all this stuff. And of course, because my wife is just complete mess when it comes to like kindergarten is the year. Kindergarten is the year where moms all just like 
die. Moms all like, the first day of of school for kindergarten, and oh my god, my baby is so grown up. He's going off to kindergarten. He's not going to be here with me all day. And in my case, that's not true. Like, my wife was actually completely 100% that person. Even though my wife isn't home with the kids during the day, I am. My wife goes off to work during the day. I'm the one home with them. And trust me, I'm glad there's one less at the house with me during the day. Now, <laughs> all that being said, then they get to graduation day. And then it's a whole other, oh my god, oh my god, they're getting so big, my baby's growing up all over again. And so my wife is just a complete mess. And and Damien's teacher, who's the sweetest person in the world, she is so super sweet. You could never imagine her doing anything other than teaching kindergarten. But she has this amazing ability to make my wife cry on command. And the first day of school, she sent home this this sweet letter, you know, like, uh, you know, one of those, oh, you've taken care of them this far, and now I'm going to take care of your kids, and blah, 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 and it's really sweet. And my wife cried her eyes out every time she looked at the fridge, because, of course, we put it up on the fridge. And when my sister came over, she's like, look at what she did to me. And she pointed, and she saw the letter, the like little poem thing. And my sister cried her eyes out. I'm like, really? Come on. But then, you know, in the middle of all the the... The graduation and kids all singing, my wife, you know, starts, his teacher gets up and leads all the kids in a song and <laughs> my wife just collapses crying, just everything. It all comes out. And I'm just saying, really? Okay. He's going to first grade, not college. He's coming home with us in 30 minutes. Really? It's okay. He's still a pain in the ass. It's all right. He's you now, but we'll wrap this up. I was like, yes, I'm proud he got it's kindergarten though. This is the first, this is the not even numbered school grades. He's still got 12 more years of school before he graduates. Big air quotes. Why are we, it's kindergarten, you know, and I will say it's, it's a really good school and he was learning legit math and learning legit spelling and writing and all and, and to a certain degree, a little more advanced than the math and, and, and stuff that I was doing. And I was an honor student, but still, they, you know, but the expectations when I was in kindergarten were a little bit lower, but still it's kindergarten. This is your lowest level of graded schooling. We don't need to make such a huge deal out of it. And they did the same thing for Charlie at his old school. It was huge. There wasn't caps and gowns and the entire school had a population of 150, but so like the kindergarten class was like all of 20 students. I think in this school, there were about 150 kindergartners. Yeah. Much bigger school. I think they said there were nearly a thousand people in the auditorium between parents and students and everybody for the kindergarten graduation, which is just ridiculous. I think that's more people than were actually in my wife's graduating class in high school. Not an exaggeration. Um, <laughs> I think there are actually more kindergartners in that school than there were in my wife's graduating class, but that's a whole other thing. But there, you know, we had all that going on, getting ready for kindergarten graduation and that whole week. No, last week was also Memorial Day, big government holiday. So Monday, there was no school. I didn't have, well, I don't work Mondays anyway, but I didn't have work. My wife didn't have work because she works for a banking company and the government holidays. So nobody had work or school or anything Monday. And then last week, my brother and sister-in-law and their daughter, uh, they used to live out here, but they came back into town and visited for a week. And because they were, you know, it's kind of time so that they could be here for Damien's graduation because it was kind of a really cool thing. It's like, hey, let's be there for graduation. We'll all go. And so they're here for that. And of course, I've still got work and everything, but I, I took the two days off for graduation, like Thursday, Friday were graduation. Well, throughout this week, let's remember, no school Monday. Tuesday, finally, okay, regular day of school. Wednesday, half day. Wednesday is field day. So it's all water balloon fights and, and obstacle courses and games all day. Thursday is last day of school. Thursday was graduation, also a half day. Unless you attended the kindergarten graduation, at which point, like our older son, who is in third grade, 
he got to go to the graduation ceremony, and then he got to take off with us after that. That was over before nine o'clock. So graduation's at eight. He's out. He basically got to screw off his last day of school. So there was like a three-day school week. There's no school Friday. Three-day school week. Two of them were half days, and one of those half days, he was only there for an hour. And oh yeah, hell traffic because of, oh, about a thousand parents for kindergarten graduation at 7.30 in the morning. No, 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 no. That was dumb, dumb, dumb. But all of that craziness. And then again, my brother was in town. And so we're trying to do family stuff. And, you know, we're, again, they came over for graduation and they're, you know, spending, we kind of had like, my wife and my sister-in-law, they went off and did uh, like kind of a spa evening. They went and got their nails done, went out to dinner and all this stuff. Uh, and on Friday, my brother and I went off and we watched Infinity War because I don't have anybody to watch movies with now that he moved to Texas. And and which which kind of sucks. My wife and I, with exception to horror movies, we don't watch a lot of the same kinds of movies. My wife is very unwilling to watch superhero movies and things like that. So I haven't seen a lot of them. <laughs> I haven't seen Justice League. I know I'm a nerd and it's, it's kind of a crime, even though I've heard it's really got problems, but that's a whole other thing. But like a lot of these, I can't do without my brother. I really can't. I can't do those sort of things without my brother around. And so I don't see these movies. And also a big part of it is I've got four kids. If, if my wife and I are off at the movies, who's watching the kids? You know, my other sisters, they all have kids or live, they have their own kids and they live further away. It's really hard for us to orchestrate babysitters and things like that. And so it was like one night, my brother and I watched all the kids. And then the other night, our wives watched all the kids while we went to the movies. And then on Friday, we had a big family get together and my, all of my sisters were there and some of my nieces and nephews and lots and lots and lots and mom and lots and lots of family pictures and, you know, lots and lots of stuff. And we went and had this, uh, we went to a restaurant, it's called Buca de Beppo. And it's like this family style Italian restaurant. And we basically had an entire like double dining, double table dining room to ourselves upstairs because there were like, I don't even like 15 of us. I think I don't even know. I'd have to start counting family members right now. And I don't feel like doing that. Just go it. There were between 15 and 20 of us up there. <laughs> Again, I'm one of six kids and only one of us was missing. And he doesn't have any kids of his own, so it at least minimizes the impact. But out of the all of us, basically, and our kids, there were only like four people missing. <laughs> so all of that aside, big family dinner, very loud. And we were kind of like, okay, I was laughing. We we're like, you know, you know that movie, Big Fat Greek Wedding. Like, you know, my big ass Mexican family, we all get together. What's the only place we can go? An Italian restaurant. <laughs> So with all of this, you know, crazy graduation family in town business, my wife insisted that because my wife's Southern hospitality and you can't have somebody come into your home if the house is dirty, we were like super extra spring cleaning the entire house since Saturday. Top to bottom house had to stay spotless. From Saturday on until this Saturday, after my brother flew back home and everybody went back home to wherever they were going. And it was just always, just nonstop, especially since there was no school or work for anybody on Monday. It was all like, okay, extra laundry. I, I have to, sh I had to shampoo the carpets. That was unnecessary. <laughs> it really was. But I had to shampoo the carpets. I had, she had my nephew come over on the Memorial Day and we had to clean out my garage and we spent five hours on Monday morning cleaning out my garage. It looks great now. We threw away tons of stuff and I've got a pile of extra trash and boxes and things I still need to break down and, and throw away because my dumpsters were completely full. But it, it looks great and I it's nice that we did it, but shit, I didn't want to do that. I dragged everything out of my garage short of my motorcycles, which are dead, so no point in moving them. But And then put everything back in just a more organized sort of way. And yeah, just lots and lots and lots and lots of stuff. Oh, 
but it was all a fun week. And it was, you know, for all of the, man, I don't want to be cleaning all this stuff. At the same time, I basically had a three-day work week. I mean, counting, like my work week starts on Saturday. This is kind of the way our work schedules go. But I worked on that paycheck week three days. I worked Saturday, which was like a 10-hour day because once again, my tech stiffed me on Saturday, but it was stuff I could do by myself. So I had to go out of town and work out of town, and I had like a 10-and-a-half-hour Saturday working solo. and eh, not a big deal. And then I worked on Tuesday and Wednesday. <laughs> that was it. And then, you know, the rest of the week was just, you know, home, cleaning, entertaining, all that other fun stuff. But then, you know, after Friday night and going back and doing all our family dinner and and all of that fun stuff, you know, I had to go back to work on Saturday. And once again, I had another long ass Saturday, not because I had like I was I got, you know, ripped off by my tech and suddenly working solo again. I just had a lot of work. I had another 10 and a half hour day, this time with help. They just tacked, it was like little things like, oh, you got to go touch up this thing over in this location. You got to go touch up this thing in that location. It's like, since you're going to, because it was another day out of town, I was like, okay, there's a job I do first Saturday of every month. I'm there. And they're like, hey, since you're going to be out there, uh, go touch up this thing here. Go touch up that thing there. Okay. No big deal. But it still resulted in a 10 and a half hour Saturday. And I was tired. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, and it just, yeah, long week. But the bitch of it was, I had a great week up to that point. I even had a great Saturday. I'd been chatting with Emily from the story behind and ePodcast Productions. And in my, my goal to start working and earn some money as a podcast editor, I've been working with her and kind of, you know, helping her out and she kind of uh use a subcontracting some work out to me stuff that she you know just to help her out to help her get through her workload you know she can take more clients if she's got a little bit of backup so i've been helping her out with that and she was like hey i've got some more work coming your way i've got uh, some new shows that you know you can work on blah 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 and we started chatting back and forth about that and about kind of the the you know ins and outs of uh getting my business going and the training course she took and hey, it's going to be offered up again and blah, and all these lots of little stuff like that. Very good. Very positive. I, it's always a good time to get, I don't get to really have longer chats with Emily, but it's always good when I do. Emily's a really great person. She's really awesome. And she had mentioned she's also gotten uh, some auditions with, there's another uh, podcast production company that was looking at they needed some voiceover work done. Then she had submitted some auditions for, and she reached out to him and, Hey, do you need male voices? And they're like, yeah, who's it? And she kind of potentially got me a voiceover audition with this podcast production company. So, you know, the two things that I'm trying to do right now, you know, my two business ventures right now in both podcast editing and voice acting and, Emily is basically helping jumpstart both of those aspects of my career. And I'm kind of like the idea of diversifying my, my future business aspirations because I don't want to sit there and have to bank on, I need this many clients in voice or in voice work, or I need this many clients in editing to pay my bills. If I've got income coming from multiple streams in that respect, if you know, the voice works thin, then I can, you know, I've got editing clients. Or if, you know, I don't have, I lose an editing client, I maybe do a commercial or do a thing or I don't know, narrate an audiobook. All these little things that I want to get into. And, you know, she's really helping springboard those two things for me. And I, I could not appreciate her more for that. And so we're having this sort of conversation as I'm on my way back and, and driving home. And somebody want to nag at me for you and whatever. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> so I get back to work and get back to the, the office. I'm like, all right, wrap up the day. My tech goes home. I'm go out to my car, hop in and click. Yeah. My battery was dead. And again, if you follow me on social media, you know this already. My battery was dead and I'm sitting there. I was like, you know, and I, and I, when I posted it up, I was like 10 and a half hour work day. And then my battery's dead. 10 and a half hour work day. We're not bad. But it really just kind of sucks. <laughs> but 
yeah, I, you know, come on, get out of a 10 hour work day and go get in my car and my battery's dead, which kind of sucks because it's almost an hour drive for me from home to work. So in theory, my battery should have a decent enough charge on it. But, and then so I was like, even if it was sitting there for all that time, what the hell, you know? But I'm like, you know, not a big deal. You know, I've got six vans sitting here. I can just jump the car from one of my work vans. No big deal. And I've got a battery charger at home. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'll jump the car, get it home. I'll go stick it on the charger. And in the morning, I'll take it over and get the battery and replace the battery. No big deal. Sucks that I got to buy a new battery, but we cheaped out on the battery last time we changed it. So eh, I, I can't really fault it. I put like a, a cheap, like $60 Walmart, you know, one year guarantee battery in the car. The last time I replaced it, I can't really complain. So I, you know, hop over to batteries plus bulbs and, and all that other shit they do. And like, Hey, you know what? Get, I think it's a Duracell. <laughs> I literally think my, my new car battery is a Duracell. You know, jump over there, take out the old battery. Here's the battery. Give me a new battery. You know, I'm like, Hey, you know what? I, I borrow a wrench from the guys there because they do installations, but I'm like, you know what? It's, it's really easy. I just got to pop this thing off, drop the battery in, you know, put the little strap back on it to hold it down. Bada bing, bada boom. Battery's in. I'm on my way. And then I fucked up. So I go to drop the battery in and I'm trying to avoid hitting a hose and some wiring on one side of the battery. And then I oopsed and I sheared off a fitting connected to the radiator and the coolant line and basically snapped a coolant line off next to the battery and yeah, it, it it's not it it's not that it was an expensive fix or really like if I could have done it myself, I would have because it it's like one of those things that I could easily fix and replace if I had my tools. You know, it's just some a couple of bolts and you know, pop a couple of springs off, take these hoses, disconnect this stuff, bada bing, bada boom, I'm done. Real simple part to replace. If I'm not stuck in a parking lot with no tools. Now, fortunately, there's no Riley Auto Parts around the corner. It's like eh, a half a mile away. I can walk it. Not a big deal. I don't mind walking in the heat. Never mind that it, oh yeah, it turned out to be about 105 that day. And I'm walking and eh, it's a half a mile. Not a big deal, but it's like noon. And there was, in fact, a, a Harbor Freight Tools in that same parking lot where I was. So I'm like, okay, I can go over there. I can buy a couple of tools, get some pliers, get some get a screwdriver, whatever little things I need to do this thing. Fine, no big deal. So I go grab the tools I need. I go over to O'Reilly's. I get what I thought I needed. I thought I just needed this little coupling thing and, you know, pop the, you know, pop the old one out, pop the new one in. Boom, I'm done. Have a nice day. I go get the piece. I walk back. I go look at the car. Try and get the coupling out. Nope. That's not what's there. It turns out it's this giant T thing. It's one great big hose that had like a solid connector attached to it. And the hose that I busted connected to that. And oh yeah, this whole thing is is uh, bolted underneath the battery compartment to make sure it's stabilized. So in order to do it, I have to, you know, take the battery out, unbolt this thing, take this thing out somehow without snapping the hoses or anything. It was like, I'm, I'm going to fuck up these hoses. If I try and take this out, that was my concern. I was like, realistically, I probably could have done it. I really probably could have done it, but I was also quite nervous about the prospect of doing it. I was like, shit, I could in theory, fuck this up so much more trying to do this here in this parking lot. So I just said, fuck it. I called emergency roadside assistance, had the car towed over to our mechanic who unfortunately doesn't isn't open on Sundays. So they had to work on it this morning. And between, you know, because it sat overnight with exposed coolant line, like radiator lines, and things could have gotten in there, and there could have been plastic because, you know, a little plastic thing broke. They had to flush the radiator and then replace coolant. And they had to do, you know, replace the part and it's labor and, oh, I needed a new radiator cap, whatever. And, you know, little things, little things, little things here. 
And of course, nowadays, if you've been to a mechanic lately, labor is a son of a bitch. I think the labor rate in at our mechanic is like 160 an hour. It's a good shop, but dear God, their labor is expensive. Um, but you know, little things and it just, you know, what was, you know, a dead battery, which already by itself cost $135 to replace also tacked on. Cause I fucked up another $400 to replace a stupid hose that only got fucked up because I tried to install the battery myself. And so my wife has officially decreed, 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 I'm not allowed to touch anything on the car anymore. <laughs> Even though, you know, I've done all of the maintenance up to this point, you know, I've changed the brakes on the car. I've, you know, I've changed the oil. I've done so many other things to the car and not fucked it up. The one time I fucking broke something and it cost us $400 to replace. Now I'm not allowed to touch the car anymore. Okay. But you know what? I, I can't blame her for being mad. I fucked it up. So, you know, if I'm not allowed to fix the car anymore... Maybe I can have her you know, like, nope, I'm not going to touch it. You got to take it over there. <laughs> you have to take it over to the place now. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I'm still going to be the one taking it over. Just means we're going to have to pay a lot more for things that I could do myself. Okay. All right. <laughs> this has been a long, long storytelling part, but that's what happens when I miss a week. I've got more story to tell, especially when, you know, the the shittiest part of it happened, you know, just a couple of days ago. But all of that story fun part being over with, that's done. The car's fixed. It's all back to normal now. You know, it's the summertime. <laughs> I got to make a new schedule for how my days are going to go with the boys at home. I've got a ton of kids, doctor's appointments and things this week to hammer out. So with all of that, Let's take a break. Gonna play some promos and I will be right back with the news. Hey everybody, this is your best friend Steven. And this is your best friend Chris. And we're the hosts of the podcast, Is This Adulting? Every week we sit down to talk about life, debate pointless topics, and most importantly, break the stigma on mental illness through opening up about our own struggles and how it affects us every day. Oh, and do you like games? We got those two. What about guests from all your favorite podcasts? Ooh, like Justin from Generation Y or Nina from Already Gone or Hal Lublin from everything. Uh, and of course, you can't forget our special guest, Tom Bodette from those Motel 6 commercials. Okay, that last one might have been a stretch. Yeah, yeah, just like them. Uh, so join us each Thursday as we attempt to navigate adulthood as overgrown man children. And remember, kids, be happy, stay healthy, and go hug someone. Because you never know. They might just be the host of your new favorite podcast. I'm Daryl. And I'm Cindy. And you're listening to Odd Dad Out. When you're done here, check out our show, Smoke and Mirrors, where we dive deep into the world of the paranormal, the unusual, and the unexplained. Now, back to the show with the man Bigfoot called a sexy beast, Adam Higgins. Starting off, I got a lot of them this week. Man divorces wife less than 15 minutes after wedding. So a man in Dubai set the, we'll just call it the world record for shortest marriage after he divorced his new bride in under 15 minutes. When his new father-in-law demanded the remainder of the wife's dowry payment immediately after walking out of the courthouse, the man was so insulted that he walked back inside and filed for divorce. So, long story short, the guy basically said, hey, I'll, you know, he gave the father uh, half the money ahead of time and said, I'll give you the other half after the wedding. And as soon as they walked out of the courthouse, dad's like, all right, you're married. Where's my money? He's like, dude, give me five minutes. I literally just walked out. He's like, uh, no, give me the money. He's like, oh, I've got it in the car. Okay, send somebody to get it. I don't trust you. I think you're going to run off. And he's like, you know what? Screw you, man. And he said, never mind. I'm not marrying your daughter. Went inside and filed, you know, had a 
fight file for divorce. And I, I see both sides of it. Again, the, the whole dowry paying for the daughter thing, I realize it's a very old tradition. I, I it's, it's, for me, it's just like, a, what? That's, you know, my Western brain. But I, I see the dad's side of, hey, we had a deal. And I also see the, the very short-term son-in-law's side of, hey, dude, give me five minutes. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, still crazy that he went to that extreme. You know, I think it would have probably more... I guess you could say he didn't necessarily want to marry the the girl then if he really... If he was that fast, he was willing to turn around and, and divorce her. Moving along, man tells bosses he can't come to work because he is too busy being a reincarnated god. A man in India claims he is unable to go to work because he is the 10th reincarnation of Vishnu, the Hindu god, and is too busy entering the fifth dimension and changing the public consciousness to go to the office. Uh, He's only been to work about 16 times in the last eight months. I don't care who you are, if you're supposed to have a job, then go to your job or quit. Don't say, oh, sorry, boss, I can't come in. And what the hell is with his bosses that in, in eight months, dude's basically shown up like twice a month for eight months and he's not fired? Apparently it's a government job, but still, I mean, it's, I'd have been fired. <laughs> That's missing a lot of days. I'd have been, I think anybody, and again, this is a, you know, Western brain thing. Anybody in the Western world missed a 16th of that time would have been fired. Now, I'm not making fun of the guy for, you know, his religious beliefs or even believing particularly that he is a reincarnated god or anything like that. But the media in India definitely is. <laughs> he is basically, no one believes him. And he's basically, every time they go to him, he's like, oh, it's like, no, trust me, I'm going to have proof coming soon. Like, I'm the, I'm the reason the droughts have ended. I'm the reason for this and this. And, you know, when they ask him, hey, you know, are you really worried about losing your job? You're kind of not going to work anymore. And he said, well, if, you know, the gods want us, want me to, then I could take early retirement or I'll just put down my resignation. Whatever the gods dictate for me to do, my job isn't as important as my responsibility as Vishnu. And apparently his uh, supervisors at his job are saying he's currently being, uh, he's under investigation by administration. <laughs> of course. And again, I'm not, I, I can't even fault the guy. It was like, Hey, if it's what he believes, great. But dude, if that's what you're going to do, do it, but quit the job. What the hell? <laughs> It, I don't think that's an acceptable, I'm sorry, I was too busy being a god. I don't think HR, well, obviously HR doesn't accept that as as a excuse for uh, attendance problems. All right, moving on. And this was one, and especially because I'm running behind this week, it, it made a lot more headlines last week, but I still wanted to talk about it. Sesame Street sues the makers of raunchy Muppet comedy, The Happy Time Murders. (laughs) So the company that makes Sesame Street is suing the studio behind the currently unveiled Happy Time Murders for making reference to the show in the recent trailer. In the trailer, the text on screen reads, No Sesame, All Street, which has Sesame Workshop more than a little upset with the idea of being incorrectly associated with an R-rated, violent, raunchy comedy. So, I kind of get it. I totally understand Sesame Street being a little pissed off about this. What's funny is, you know, Sesame Street and Sesame Workshop being sort of uh, side companies to the Jim Henson Company, which is now owned by Disney. 
and the Muppets themselves as a whole are owned by Disney. I think Sesame Workshop owns the Muppets that are involved in Sesame Street, and that's a whole thing. But they're kind of like connected to the Jim Henson Workshop and the Muppets like as a whole kind of property that is owned by Disney. What's funny about that all is this movie is being made by another branch of the Jim Henson company. And I think it's one of his sons is actually behind this whole thing. And I heard about this movie probably 10, 15 years ago. It was supposed to be some like noir cop drama. And it was really out of the box. I think it was supposed to come out around the time as that the first, uh, I think it was the Muppets, the one with, uh, Jason Siegel and Amy Adams, I think. It was supposed to come out just after that because they were basically going to kind of play off the popularity of the Muppets and the popularity of that movie. And we're going to make a dark R-rated Muppet movie because why not? So I'm, I'm, it was always one of those sort of projects that you heard about when you followed entertainment news and you were like, that, that's never going to get made. They'll never let them make it. And then I see this trailer and I'm like, holy shit, they made it. And, oh, they put Melissa McCarthy in it. Uh, I'm so tired of her. Sorry. I just don't think she's funny. Like, at all. Anyway. (laughs) But I I totally get the whole bit of Sesame Street being ticked about it. But I think the article itself, which, of course, is in the show notes at odddadoutpodcast.com. It makes the simple point of they're basically kind of upset about the tagline. So change the tagline, remove all that from the marketing, and Sesame Street will get off your back. Really, I I can't fault them for being a little ticked because they're a completely family-friendly, clean brand, and you guys are kind of... It, 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 It loosely implies that Sesame Street is in some way involved, or that somewhere you're going to find a Sesame Street character. Like you're not. It's a. It's all completely original characters. But it is Jim Henson Workshop. They are in fact Muppets. So yeah, guys, come on. We shouldn't have puppets fighting puppets in court. They literally, when when the news came out about the lawsuit, the people behind the movie actually had their Muppet lawyer respond they issued like it was like youtube or something like that and issued their official response via their muppet lawyer like oh this is gonna get really silly and and messy all at the same time but yeah i think they just need to change the marketing like i think it was it was a risk but i think they need to just back off because it's going to end up hurting the movie either way i don't know if i want to see it I want to see it because it's something that I have followed for a long time, but at the same time, I really don't like Melissa McCarthy. So, yeah. I'll probably end up seeing it when it hits Netflix or something like that. Like all things, because kids and I just don't have the time to go to the movies, really. All right. Moving on from puppets. This guy... Well... It sucks this had to happen, but I'm glad for this guy. So, a man is acquitted of sexual assault after having to show his penis to the court. A Connecticut man was acquitted of first-degree sexual assault after showing his penis to the court to refute the victim's description of her attacker. Since the victim in the case had described the appearance of her attacker's penis in her deposition... The defendant's lawyers felt that the best way to prove his innocence was to show that he did not match that description. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, you know, anything to anything to prove that it's not you, right? If anything to say, "Oh, I don't have that thing. I don't whatever." So, apparently the the victim of the sexual assault said the man's uh, equipment that it was a black man who's, uh, I'm avoiding that the word. I don't know. I had to type it a lot of times and I, I said it enough times, but he was not as dark as the rest of him. <laughs> and 
I don't know why. I, just, I think it's like I can only say it so many times. <laughs> I don't know why I feel prudish about saying penis so many times in a single story, but whatever. So after a lot of back and forth with his lawyers and other things, they finally came to the realization that we have to show the court, in fact, you are not the person. Why? Because you don't match this, this very, you know, she, she gave a lot of detail and like, you don't fit the description she gave. And I don't think in the time from when he was arrested to when he ended up going to court, he did some tanning or something to correct that issue. I don't know if that would work. And I think it, you know, I, I don't even want to get into the logistics of trying to tan your junk to avoid a prison sentence. But, (laughs) and it's not, it wasn't like some crazy, like he stood there and walked around and, you know, all the jurors examined him. It was like, they warned everybody. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to refute this particular claim by the prosecution, by the victim to prove that my client is not the person who attacked Miss, I don't know her name because it's not important. So he was like, they said he basically drops his shorts and he's like three seconds. Like, okay, all the jurors can see, the judge can see, the lawyers can see and up and he goes and sits and that's it. And, you know, this was, this was a lawyer. This was a, a an OJ Simpson thing. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. His equipment did not fit the description, so they had to acquit him. <laughs> that was that. Unfortunately, well, he was acquitted on those charges. Like, yay, he was acquitted on those charges. Unfortunately, he um, was currently serving a 65-year prison sentence for home invasion. <laughs> he was already serving a 65 years for home invasion and sexual assault already so he didn't rape that girl (laughs) he did assault somebody else so i'm not totally giving the guy all the credit so yeah that (laughs) was a half glass was it half glass full glass half full wow i must be tired um (laughs) that's just the way you know and then, and they left that and in the story in the article they're like oh yeah all this stuff and he's acquitted and they proved he didn't he didn't uh, assault this person and all this and then like the last two lines and I was like oh yeah by the way he is currently serving 65 years for sexual assault I was like fuck so the guy did it anyway he just didn't do it to that person so and i guess it's kind of a Oh, you think this guy, he assaulted one person. He must have assaulted this person. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give him that, but still. All right. Now, this was originally my jackass of the week. And this was my jackass of the week all the way up until Monday when I just started perusing the news again and found another one. But this brings the return of our old nemesis, Pokemon Go, along with that very, uh, very popular story was going around of the man who the, what they called the Spider-Man who rescued the baby from a balcony. So father of boy rescued from the balcony was off playing Pokemon Go. According to French officials, the father of the four-year-old boy rescued by a wall-scaling Good Samaritan was out grocery shopping and playing Pokemon Go. He is being charged with failure to meet parental obligations, and the man who rescued his son is being placed on the fast track to French citizenship. (laughs) So I'm going to assume that failure to meet parental obligations is sort of the French equivalent of child neglect, abuse kind of thing. Um, Yeah, I guess... Failure to meet parental obligations is the best way you can put that because like you left your four-year-old at home to go grocery shopping for one. And then you decide, hey, well, I'm on my way back. I'm going to just go play some Pokemon Go because that's totally what French people sound like. You know, I'm going to go play some Pokemon Go. 
God, that was worse. Never mind. And, but you've got a, basically a migrant worker who sees this four-year-old kid dangling from the, the balcony of the apartment building. The neighbors, they're kind of, you know, when you've got, you know, the building, there's like a divider wall between him and the neighbors. The neighbors are there trying to grab onto the kid. And so he ends up just like jumping up and climbing up the, the guardrails up four stories to grab this kid, you know, pulls him up and all this. But yeah, the authorities are putting this guy on a fast track to citizenship. Meanwhile, dad is being arrested. And in case you're wondering, mom was out of the country. Mom was off visiting family overseas. Hence why she wasn't there and all the attentions on dad. But this it is kind of crazy. I mean, the whole situation, the fact that this guy, you know, when you, I've got the a video of it, oh, it's, I think it's Good Morning America showing the, the clips of this guy scaling these walls to snatch this kid up. But the sheer fact that this guy, I, he left his four-year-old at home. I can't leave my four-year-old to go check the mail. And, and he's smart. <laughs> that's, that's just, like, my four-year-old, I can't leave him to go check the mail or, you know, and I'm like, it's around the corner because I got a, one of those big group mailbox things. I'm I'm not going to go grocery shopping. And let's just say hypothetically that we're going to go grocery shopping. I'm not going to spend my, take my sweet ass time coming home and stop and play Pokemon Go or that new Jurassic Park game that my wife is now unfortunately addicted to much like Pokemon Go was. You take the fucking kid with you, you useless piece of shit father. And I don't know. Again, it's in France, so it's hard to say what are the laws like, what's going to happen to him. But I hope something happens to this dad for abandoning his child and playing Pokemon in the process because he's a piece of shit. That's that. Dad's a piece of shit. But... He did manage to get upstaged this week by a really dumb doctor. It's time for the Jackass of the Week. Surgeon makes promotional rap videos while operating on patients. Oh, jeez. A plastic surgeon in Atlanta is facing a wave of lawsuits after it became known that she would film rap videos during her surgeries and post them to YouTube. The doctor, who was not licensed to practice medicine in Georgia, would film herself rapping and dancing over the bodies of her unconscious patients, sometimes while actually cutting into them. What a bitch. And this is a female this is specifically a a women's plastic surgeon she claims to be the number one female plastic surgeon in the southeast yeah fuck you you're a piece of shit and yeah so i i saw some of these videos and again there there's a video in the show notes of her like like rapping and they've got her background like her background They've got her like techs and her assistants being background dancers. She's sitting there like, I can't, I don't know these rap songs, but she's like ad libbing and, and changing up these, these rap songs to fit. Like, I guess there's one is cut it. And she's literally saying like rapping this song, cut it as she's cutting into somebody you know, she's rapping about somebody's got too much fat in their booty, you know, and it's, it's one thing if this was all, you know, okay, it wouldn't really make it any better, but it, you know, it'd be one thing if they filmed these things and they just existed, but they were stupid. They released this shit on YouTube. They posted this up like promotion of, Hey, check me out. I'm the rapping doctor, you dumb bitch. And on top of all that, Apparently, she's a shit doctor. She's actually already uh, had to settle, let's see, how many? Six, I believe? Uh, malpractice suits? Yeah. Had in five malpractice suits in six months, four more pending, and 
when news broke of here's what's going on with this doctor, over a hundred other women came forward complaining about her work. So besides the really shitty practice of, oh, I don't know, illegally filming people surgery and posting it to YouTube because, oh yeah, that's illegal. She also, you know, was a shit doctor and mutilated people and mangled people, you know, and I guess it's, you know, it's really hard to focus on doing a clean facelift or a clean a lipo job when you're too busy booty dancing around the patient. But I'm hoping she goes to jail for something. There's it's I mean the the amount of lawsuits coming up against her are um, are just massive. Again, over a hundred women have come forward so far. Yeah, she's just a shit doctor. That's it. And again, she's not even licensed to practice medicine in the state of Georgia. But, yeah, I mean, I guess the way their laws are is like, oh, you have a license somewhere? We'll let you, you know, run a clinic here. Fine, no big deal. But she doesn't have a license in Georgia. Really, she shouldn't have a license at all. She kind of goes, she fits a, a, a thing that I remember learning in statistics class. Every, you know, even a, a, a doctor who graduates with a D still graduates. And... of doctors graduated in the bottom half of their class. That was a statistics joke, but just because you're a doctor doesn't mean you're a good doctor. And she's just good at putting up a, a happy fake front to make people think that she's a great doctor. Well, I'm really hoping that she goes to jail because A, she's mangling people, B, she's violating uh, HIPAA laws because she's filming people and there's like, she's got people's, you know, bare open exposed asses in videos while she's cutting into them. And again, her assistants booty dancing around the, the stupid video shit. Like you're a shitty person. Fuck being a shit doctor. You're a shitty person for all of that. You're, you know, ex- you're, you're showing these exposed people you're, you're, what's the word, exploiting your patients for, I don't know what the hell kind of marketing you're getting out of it. I don't think you're trying to go viral or something. You went viral for all the wrong reasons, you dumb bitch. So I hope you go to jail. I hope they strip all, all, I mean, they're definitely going to take away her medical license. And I hope every single person that comes forward takes every damn penny from this bitch ever. Ah, I hope they take your prison pennies for that shit. Ah, God. Fucking jackass. All right, I'm going to take one more quick break, and I will be right back with this week's recommended listening feature, Hysteria 51. What up? This is Dina Marie, the host of the Twisted Philly podcast. There's more mischief, mayhem, and nefarious goings-on in the city of brotherly love than Billy Penn could have ever imagined. We've got it all here on the Twisted Philly podcast. True crime, haunted history, the coolest and creepiest places to visit. Welcome Welcome to to Twisted Twisted Philly. You don't have to be from Philadelphia or Pennsylvania for that matter to get into this show. You just need to like some seriously weird, twisted shit. Plus, listening to me gush about the places I love to go, the history I love to tell, and the really sick, twisted crimes we've had going on here since back in the Victorian era. So come sit a spell with me in the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. You can find me on iTunes and all the other major podcast apps. What is up, future listener? My name is Josh. And I'm Kevin. And I am Michael. And we host the Second Press Podcast, that news curating podcast where us three cousins get together and make fun of the news. We'll keep this short and sweet. You should listen to our podcast because it's funny and informative. Exactly. We find interesting stories off the beaten path and liven up over-reported stories with our own fresh views and new takes. Yeah. 
And despite being a news podcast, we are pleasantly not preachy at all. So, search for The Second Press Podcast in your podcast aggregator of choice and give The Second Press Podcast a listen. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Second Press Pod. And if you're feeling really adventurous, you can explore our sexy website at www.secondpresspod.com. We would really love for you guys to give us a listen and join our growing community. Guys, we already love you. And because we do, we ask you, please stay out of the news. Peace. Recommended listening. Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Maybe it was the ghost of an alien that worked for the government. You know, you remove the alien anal probe out of the story and it probably wasn't this guy's worst Saturday night. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries and the unexplained. All viewed through sceptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. Listen to Brent and John make sense of it all each week by subscribing. Find us on iTunes by searching Hysteria 51 or anywhere else fine podcasts are sold. All right, Hysteria 51, my weekly conspiracy fix. Now, <laughs> the thing about Hysteria 51 that differentiates it from just about Every other conspiracy theory and weirdo crazy sort of thing out there in that whole ecosphere is these guys are funny. <laughs> and I realize there's other podcasts that are in the conspiracy stuff that do that you know take a more lighthearted version. But really, these guys spend about as much time cracking jokes about said conspiracies and things as they do really giving you the facts. Not to say they don't give you the facts. They give you a ton of information in about, eh, usually about 90 minutes they run. You get a lot of, you know, the, the, the real, the information, the facts and the, you know, where, what you can call facts in a lot of cases of conspiracy stuff. But you get the details. You get the whole story and you get the whole story on both sides. They give you the, here's what the believers believe. Here's the, here is the official story from the people that believe this conspiracy. And then they give you lots of information that kind of shoots holes in that official story. And the, the thing about it is they really do kind of go all over the place. And they've recently, a lot of the stuff they've been covering has been less conspiracy and more just covering weird, like this is fact. They went from a lot of, very conspiracy type things like the Roswell and and flat earthers and even things like you know shadow people and the project montauk they they really got into a lot of the more the traditional you know conspiracy stuff uh you know the phoenix lights and things like that that are recently they've been getting more into those sort of things. Like the Phoenix lights are a thing. It happened. And it's a debate over what it was because there's so much. Again, I live in Phoenix. I'm familiar with the case. But, you know, I guess you could say my in that particular episode, my opinion was slightly tainted. But things like, you know, did Hitler fake his own death? And the fact that there is, you know, technically there's evidence that Hitler lived into the 70s, things like that. You know, not saying I necessarily believe, but when there's evidence that they're bringing up, it's like, hey, there's a thing. But then also they covered the Heaven's Gate cult and that whole thing. And did you know there's still members of the Heaven's Gate that are alive? Yeah, they run the website. That's actually why they're still alive. <laughs> but even this week talking about MK Ultra, and if you aren't familiar with it, uh, it was kind of this mind control government program. The thing about MK Ultra is it's known to have actually exist. It's not a conspiracy theory. It was a, it was like a black, black ops program that the government ran. They were really trying to test mind control. And I guess the conspiracy goes to how successful were they in that? I haven't listened to this week's episode yet, but 
I mean, they went from covering the super crazy, like, hey, we have no way of necessarily knowing unless the government or whoever is behind the conspiracy comes clean. And now they're like, yeah, we're going to talk about MK Ultra. Like, why? I know. But they're covering a lot more. This is a real thing. This is factual. Yes, the government said this is really a thing. You know, MK Ultra. The government said this is a thing. It's really a, it was you know a declassified project. The whole issue is how successful were they with the mind control bit? You know, remote viewing and things like that. They've said that movie, The Men Who Stare at Goats. The you know that was based on a real thing the government did, and they you know they were trying to get people to predict the future and mind control and all these sort of crazy things. Well, that's what Hysteria Fifty One talks about. And they cover all these things, but they cover it in, again, they give you all the information, but they also do it making a crap load of puns <laughs> with a ton of sound drops. <laughs> so many cheesy references, music references, pop culture movie references, again, tons of sound drops, courtesy of Conspiracy Bot. And I did I mention Conspiracy Bot, the third host of the show who basically is just a a psychotic robot who's supposed to help with the show but usually just screws around and talks shit and there was even a few episodes where he was trying to be a stand-up comic and he was using all stolen material but yeah i I love conspiracy bot sometimes i feel like there's not enough conspiracy bot Just with the fact that there is a third host of the show who is a killer robot who just fucking hates the hosts and is constantly plotting against them. And you know, usually when the alien invaders are coming, he's siding with the alien invaders. <laughs> Shit like that. But I, I love the way they deliver the conspiracy stuff in a way where you're being it, it is absolute edutainment at its core. In the conspiracy theory sort of ecosphere, which is crazy, but you're learning about all these conspiracy things and all of these sort of these these happenings in case of like the Phoenix Lights or MK Ultra. These are historical situations. These things happened. Uh, the Battle of Los Angeles really happened. Whether or not they were shooting at an alien or not, that's what's kind of hazy. That's the part that's questionable. But the Battle of Los Angeles happened. Big air battle, thousands and thousands of 50 caliber, you know, rounds fired off. All these sort of things happen. They taught, they teach all of the, the facts of the situation along with the, maybe these aren't exactly facts. These are what people believe are the facts of the situation. A certain subset of people who think that the earth is flat and here's why. Idiots. Um, but, <laughs> you know, hollow earth, flat earth, hollow moon. Why not? <laughs> you know? They, but they, it's, it's the way they execute it all is hilarious. The way conspiracy bots, you know, just jabs them over and over again. They've, they've had some, some good guests, uh, including, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, the recently resigned head of MUFON, which is actually, I, he's basically the, the, big, uh, overarching UFO investigation authority. The guy was like, he was a higher up in the organization. And he found out that one of the super higher ups was doing some really shady shit and was supposed to have been removed. And he wasn't. And he was like, um, forget this, then I'm gone and stepped down. But he was actually a regular, you know, when they needed a UFO expert, he was their guy. He could go in and he could, and he was, he was actually an actual doctor. Guy had a PhD, very intelligent person, really great guest, tons of information. Also has a podcast that I'm, again, I'm blanking right now off the top of my head. But yeah, they, you know, they have good guests. They have people that know what they're talking about. You know, they're talking Bigfoot. They have a Bigfoot expert on as much as a big spurt, Bigfoot expert as you can be. You know, ufologist and things like this. Now, Every guest that comes on also is somebody that is willing to talk in a humorous fashion about said whatever, because after all, it's a comedy show, like so many other things that I talk about. It's like, oh, no, I'm not about to come up here and and have the super serious show. Shit, no, that's not my style. That's boring. These guys take what could be a very boring subject, 
like discussing flat earth. Flat earth is, is only, is, is boring until you realize that it's just an argument and it's just the fight itself is what's entertaining. Otherwise it's really dumb and boring. And, but a lot of these conspiracy things at their core are kind of boring things unless you, you jazz them up a bit and they, they definitely, they, and they don't jazz them up by changing anything. They just jazz them up by kind of poking fun at them. But they, again, they give you both sides. They give you, here's the, here's the quote unquote facts. Here's the real facts. <laughs> no quotes. Here's the facts and here's the supposed facts. And, you know, let you decide for yourself. It's like maybe, and they give you like, here's our opinion. I think this is bullshit or Hey, no, I think something really was there. And then they tried to cover it up because this or whatever. You know, I think there was a Bigfoot type thing somewhere and there, you know, it died off or whatever. You know, I think Area 51's been closed for years because they were testing stuff and they got found out. So they had to move. Whatever. You know, whatever. It is. But they give, they leave it. They tell you what they think. They don't try and tell you what to think. They give you, again, they give you both sides of it. Again, the kind of like, uh, like BSP, the idiot syncrasy files. They give you, here's the story. Here's what people believe. Here's the believer side. Here's the skeptic side. Here's what we believe. And the rest is up to you. And that's what they do with all this stuff. And because they cover such a wide, you know, area of the conspiracy universe and everything from ghosts and aliens to, you know, again, hollow moon, <laughs> they, you know, it's a, it's a wide, you never know what could come up next week. It's pretty cool. So if you were at all into conspiracy stuff and you're not overly sensitive about your personal feelings about a particular conspiracy being stomped on, then you should check out hysteria 51 at hysteria 51.com. Well, that's going to do it for me this week. Thank you so much for listening. You can get all the links to the news stories I've covered in the show notes at odddadoutpodcast.com. While you're there, you can subscribe to the show right there at the top using any of the links for Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, Stitcher, all those sort of things. And if you want to support the show, click the merch tab. Get yourself an Odd Dad Out t-shirt, coffee mug, phone case, I don't whatever you feel like. Show it off on social media. Tag me. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Odd Dad Out. And if you want to reach out the more traditional way, you can always email me, show at odddadout.com. And thank you again for putting me voluntarily in your ear holes. And hopefully I won't miss too much coming up. I will say coming up in July, I've got our regular family vacation coming up so i will be gone that week i'll get more into that when it gets closer but until then i'm still adam higgins the odd dad out thank you and stay woke meat sacks